It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. Hello, Jim. And because he's had the time of his, his life. life. No, he's never yeah, felt yeah. like this before. It's Murray. Don't say. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Oh, I'm just having the time of my life. Murray, I'm jealous of you today, bud. This week on the podcast, we talk about three films we saw in cinema. Yes, three new films, people. That means you could be watching them too in cinemas near you, wherever you come from. Some streaming, open rage, merman minute, the list, rage or dare. Then we turn on Fox News to see what they're saying about Donald Trump in between watching movies in cinema and streaming. Now. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Well, you never know. Thanks, ragers. Out there for listening, I have a special announcement. If you are enjoying the podcasts, please let us know and send us messages and dares as we need to get the worst movies into our dare bag. Contact us via SM at FilmRageYYC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our website at FilmRageYYC.com as well as Podchaser and Apple Podcast. Now, we have blasted past 2,200 downloads and counting. And we want to thank all the countries who have been listening to us over the last few months, which include, I just want to put some shout outs to our friends in Canada, which is our number one listening base. So thanks Canadians followed closely by the U S Australia, Russia, UK, Japan, France, Romania, New Zealand. And that's it. What's that Sam? Social media. And DM doesn't mean anything about double penetration. It means direct message. Got to teach Bryce. In addition to you know helping our listeners understand film, this podcast is also made for teaching moments for Bryce. That's true. That's the cool part. Mm. Now, yes. What did we see in theaters? Well, Jim. We saw Kajillionaire. Ooh. Uh, this is the story of Teresa, Robert, and their daughter, Old Dolio. <laughs> Old Dolio. <laughs> who rejected the trappings of modern society and scraped by by committing small-time crimes. They are an odd family, to say the least. They have their routine upended when a stranger comes into their lives and convinces them to commit a bigger heist than they are accustomed to. The story, however, is more about old Dolio and her awakening to the fact the world around her may not be as bad as her parents have convinced her. The emotional and sexual awakening of old Dolio was Mm. perfectly portrayed by Evan Rachel Wood. Her performance in this is the best I have ever seen her. High five. It almost goes without saying how good Richard Jenkins was. Ho-hum. He is mesmerizing. I think he might be more than that, but we might have to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. And Deborah Winger needs to make more movies. Where has she been? We only get to see her on the big screen every few years, and that is not enough. Uh, she's been doing a lot of TV, but she needs to make more wah, movies. Every, every three years or so, we see her in a movie. It's got to be Agreed. more. 
Uh, her portrayal in this one is Teresa gives us the quote of the film. She tells her daughter, Old Dolio, when a man gives you wood, anything made out of wood, he is saying, you give me wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This is a quirky, awkward, and completely satisfying Mondo. Okay. Hey, Murray, you got to see this. Do you want to go next, buddy? I don't know if you want me to go next. Go next. Go next, because I'll finish it off. All right, then. Because guess what? I've got some wood. You've got wood? All right. Well, I liked a lot of the cast in this movie, so... That might be okay. <laughs> uh oh, Raggy. It was. And not. then you were so surprised how better than okay it was. No, it definitely wasn't. It was fantastic. It felt like one of those experimental, weird student films from the '80s. Like all the scenes are supposed to meld into a co- coherent story, which didn't happen. Mm, never really huh? got. Never really got a feel for any of the characters. What? Nothing they said or did made any sense whatsoever. What? The, the, the reveal the next morning after the birthday party defied even the most generous suspension of belief, disbelief. And this had to be the lamest bunch of con men criminals I've ever seen on screen in oh, a long time. Oh, so good. And one of they lived in a leaky office building next to a crappy car wash. It was actually a soapy office building. Whatever. Yes. They, weren't spurt, they weren't smart enough to pull off any real con jobs. Uh, I didn't mind the performances. Uh, especially Gina Rodriguez. Never watched her TV show, Jane the Virgin. But she certainly is no virgin here. As Inspector Gadget would say, wowzers. <laughs> Unfortunately, even the sizzling Gina Rodriguez wasn't enough to save this film for me. It was a... Mild Rage. What? This yeah. was Mondo. Okay. Well, first off... I need to say, Richard Jenkins again? So good. Two times in a couple of months? I knew nothing about this film before I saw this. This is not your typical American-Canadian cinema. No. It's weird. It's quirky. It's unpredictable. It's fabulous. I never knew what was coming the great acting by every single person in this, the plot surprises and earthquake awakenings of our heroine, Evan Rachel Wood, was done so gradual and impactful. There was so much amazing character development. So I'm a little surprised that Murray said there was yeah. none. I, there was there so was many cute. Suit of this movie. There was so many cute and funny laugh out loud moments. Trying to pick up a favorite scene in this was is nearly impossible. Oh yeah. But here are a few. Crawling across the gas station's parking lot to climb under her two, her new mom at slash lover's chest. Yes. The looks constantly by the heroine, Old Dolio, at Gina Rodriguez's character were priceless. Yes. The hot tub scene. Well, oh, both hot tub scenes. Awesome. The landlord scenes, all of them. Yep. I could go on and on forever. I loved everything about this film, but especially the ending. Yep. It could not have been ended any better for this story that it this was. Gets a slow, quirky, original story full of pleasant surprises, Mondo, for me. Nice. We're polar opposites on this one. Mondo. 
Oh, whatever. Mary. Just Were the, you just tired that night, maybe? No, I just didn't like the movie. Well, so here's what I think it is. I hate American-Canadian films that talk about regular human society. This was not that. It was so full. It was so not that. It was like this was a culture I was not aware of, but I wanted to go on this journey with them. Yep. And I think, Murray, correct me if I'm wrong, you like that American sort of I do, and I don't like suburb type housewife characters that like it just I just feel sorry for how idiotic they are. Are they are they idiotic or are they just damaged characters? Whatever, either one. This guy is supposed to be the caregiver of his family, and he pays his rent by robbing people. Like, yeah. yeah, he doesn't even try to get a regular job. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. and they're bad at it. Yeah, yeah they're, they're terrible. They're, bad. they're really bad. But they never said they wanted to be cajillionaires. No, in fact, just the opposite. They want to scrape by. They just want to, you know, yeah. they want to be invisible to society. Yeah, they're yeah. raging against the machine, my yeah, friend. I don't get it. Rage against the machine. Don't Fight get it. Fight the power. I tell you. Okay. All right. Woo! Woo! Oh, my. I'm kajillioning right now. Yes. What else did we see, Jim? We saw something else. We saw the kid detective. Ooh, we did see that. We did see this kid detective. So, the Hardy Boys mystery movie of 2019, mm. Canadian style. Yes. Not sure how I really feel about this movie. <laughs> it was very slow building mystery. With probably the worst name for a movie I've ever heard. Not great. No. It was like when you said, hey, Jim, do you want to see Kid Detective? I went, no. And <laughs> why it, would I want to see why that? Why would I want to see that? And is it a Disney movie? Because it sounds like a Disney movie. But it wasn't. Uh, yeah, so it was a very slow building mystery with probably the word. Yeah, like it's just... I, 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 I was trying to bite into anything here. Not really sure... Who this movie was made for? It was, was it teenagers? Was it teenagers who like Hardy Boys, or, or potentially Nancy Drew? Was it ad- for adults? Was it for children? I don't know. I liked it all right. Started. I found the plot okay. Yeah. The acting was okay. The script was okay. It was okay. The end was pretty good. Yeah. And although somewhat expected, it was well done. Yeah. All in all, I kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't horrible. I liked the plot and the originality <laughs> of the story idea. Yeah. The dialogue was a bit basic and did seem kind of like a teenage movie trying to be an adult. Yeah, I've seen worse. I, I think I had a bit of a tough time <laughs> bridging the gap of adult and teenage mystery. Yeah. Gets a Canadian interesting concept, eh? Yeah. Meh. Yeah, that sounds about right. Favorite line? Yeah, well, your dad is gay. Nice. <laughs> I'll tell you who the movie was for. Who was it for? Fans of the Edison Twins. Oh. oh. Who are the Edison Twins? See, that's TV. You wouldn't get that. Right. Who's What's an Edison Twin? It's a Canadian Am I TV an Edison show. Twin? No. Can not. I oh. be an Edison how, how do you become an Edison it is Twin? Twins, boy and girl, and they solve crimes. <gasps> oh, maybe And it, it was a Canadian TV show. Maybe. So there you go. Huh. That's who it's that's for. There okay. Well, what did you think of this? Who are you talking this to? Nancy Drew mystery. Uh, I felt exactly as though like I said. pretty much actually. <laughs> I felt as though this concept could have been so very good. A man who was a celebrated detective as a kid grows up and continues to be a detective as 
The reality of life crushes this optimistic, brilliant lad he once was, and it is an interesting premise. It lends itself to being a dark comedy very well. What we got here was a movie that started out, I'm going to say great, but lost steam after the first few minutes. Yeah, I would say about 10 minutes in, I was kind of like, okay. This could be good. The setup to the story was good, and then the script turned a little too serious for the character involved. The scenes where his parents were following him in their car for fear that he was going to screw things up were good. Yep. The scene where his mom asks what his last case was, to which he responds, this guy wanted me to find out if this other guy was gay. His mom asked, was he? To which, you know, our kid detective responded, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's where my line came from for later in the movie. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, The story itself was fine, but I felt it needed to be a little more comedy and less of a suspense thriller or it needed to be more of a suspense thriller and a little less comedy unfortunately it was neither which made it meh yeah i think they pretty much summed up everything about the the movie the fact that adam brody was in it didn't yeah what's the deal i like adam brody i kind of like adam brody he was just kind of he's meh meh. (laughs) yeah exactly he's a meh he's fine so we also got to, okay. Wait, so we saw what? Wait, suck a jillionaire. Yes. Uh, interestingly enough, this is breaking news, people. Yes. I wish we had that. Beep 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 breaking news. Go on. We now have an official sponsor for our podcast, and that is Canyon Meadows Cinemas or CMC. It's dynamite. Nice. Yeah. So we saw Kajillionaire at CMC. Yes. Which we were very happy. Seats were comfortable. Popcorn was delicious. It was. And the price is right. Is right. The price $5 is right. per movie. Nice. Even new ones. Even this is crazy. And this you is should crazy. see how much food they have. Well, there. okay. No, we're taking a bit of a sidebar here, but it's important to m- mention Murray. When you paid for your stuff, you're like, what? I got change coming back? Yeah. He's like, what's yeah. going on here? A movie and a drink and candy was like $9. And I'm like, It was crazy. <laughs> How is this possible? How is this possible? I have a $10 and I got change back. So anybody that's listening who lives in Calgary, or even if you don't live in Calgary, like get past at the Canadian border, do your two-week waiting, yeah. and then just hang out exactly. at CMC. All of our American friends... They have what, 10, 12 cinemas? It's like Yeah, they got, 10, they got 10 cinemas. So crazy. there's always something playing for $5. Right. Nice. And so then we also saw, well, I'm not sure where you saw everything because we didn't see, see anything together. No, it was a weird weekend. So I saw Let Him Go at Landmark. I saw it at Cineplex. What? Scotiabank. I, and then, you know, since it's like, you know, it's 10 seconds away, away from my bo- yeah. door here. And then I convinced my wife to see Kid Detective. Oh, did you? Yes. What did she think of Kid Detective? She thought it was meh. Yeah, <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> and we saw it at Cineplex. All right, so Let Him Go, 2020, the big release of the weekend. Bum, bum, bum. With Diane Lane and Kevin Costner, and and more importantly, Leslie Manville. Yes. Uh, A retired sheriff and his wife lose their son in an unfortunate accident. Their grandson is then taken away by his mother and her new husband, who is shown not to be the best father. Evil. For the sake of their grandson, the couple goes looking for them. That is how this movie starts. And it takes way too long to get to the point. I hated the start of this movie with its terrible music that did not fit the scene Uh, that it was in. Country music. 
to the overly drawn out setup to the story. I really like the middle of the movie. The second Leslie Manville as Blanche Weeboy showed up as the patriarch of the family. Business picked up. Patriarch. But she could not uh, save this movie alone. No, she couldn't. She did her best. But then... She the, wasn't in it enough to save it. But then the ending was a bit of a letdown. The tension, a little bit? The tension that had built up was paid off with a fizzle. Although there was a big fire. Uh, Costner and Lane were competent as usual, and I enjoyed the performance of Boo Boo Stewart as Peter Dragonwolf. I just want to say Boo Boo Stewart, actually. Who doesn't want to say Boo Boo Stewart? But the overall impression was, I did not like the start. I really liked the middle, and I did not like the ending. There was enough a rage sandwich? <laughs> there was enough here that I did sandwich. not completely dislike this, and I genuinely enjoyed the performance of Manville and Boo Boo Stewart. I just want to say it again. <sighs> Boo Boo Stewart, I love you. So... This was meh, and I was trying to figure out actually how this was related to the Superman movie and why they had a different last name. Yeah, I thought was, they were supposed to be the cats. That was my question. That was as Murray's well. question. So you know, apparently but nothing that, to do with them. Well, maybe the baby is Clark Kent. Yeah, but then there had to be some sort of reincarnation that went along. Was well, that going to be like another sequel? Or? I don't know. But maybe it's actually more following the um, the Spider-Man series because Uncle Ben dies. Maybe it's like, uh, you know how sometimes they have split off like alternate universes and stuff? Maybe it's like, don't, like what's when their they name take, in this? Black, remember like uh, Come Play? It was Black, like the paper yeah. was on top of the other paper at the same time. Yeah, so that was confusing to me, but it was still meh. <laughs> so you literally said a lot more about this than I really want to talk about this movie. But there is a few things that we do have to discuss and break out here. All right. So Kevin Costner and Diane Lane were, I thought they were great together. In fact, Diane Lane, I love her in everything. Oh, she's great. Uh, she's just, she just carries the screen. And yeah, to she, your point, she has they, a way. they weren't necessarily the star of this. Well, they were, but they weren't. No. Uh, the rest of the movie was meh. It, it was, well, except for the hand chopping scene. That was freaking that was, awesome. And that was in the middle. It was cool. To be clear, you I said, liked the middle. You said hand chopping, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Had a lot of ug through this film. I don't normally say the word ug, mm. but that's how I felt. I felt ug through this film. Uh, the indigenous guy. Can we just talk about him? Yeah. Why well, was he in the movie? Oh no, I liked him though. I well, he was the best. One of the best things about the movie. That's why but, he was in the movie. But okay, so it's boo boo. Yeah, it's, no, it's boo boo. But okay, it's why? Stewart. But why? Why is he like? There's there was. There was kind of no reason he was there. The reason he was he there. He added no value to the movie. He was there In so fact, that, it made me angry. He was there to introduce me to Boo Boo Stewart and, yeah. make, me, and make it known make that I want to see more Boo Boo Stewart. I want to see more Boo Boo Stewart too. But okay, so get this. It's Boo Boo. So they're, at, they're crashing at his pad, which they could have just crashed to the side of the road. Whatever. They needed to add 15 minutes of Boo Boo, which I'm happy he was in it. Yep. But for the story, he didn't need to be there. Yeah, probably not. And... Okay, so they she's talking about the fact of we'll just live with Boo Boo here in his. That his was odd. Little, yeah, so I mean, because she's mentally ill. Let's face it. She is Diane, crazy. Diane Lane's character is mentally ill, and, and Kevin Costner's just along for the ride. Oh, he's but he's, so okay, even whipped, after all man, that, because the fact that he he knows that everything he's doing is ridiculous, oh. but it's like, well, you know what? There's no going against her. So nope, she's a powerful, I'm just along powerful for the ride. woman. I thought the Leslie Mandel was the evil one. She, she is. Sort of. And Diane's a crazy one? She's yeah. crazy, but oh, not she's evil. Nuts. She's not she's crazy but not she's exactly. crazy but not 
bad. So, okay, so follow me on my train of thought here. I'm trying. So, <laughs> so am I, actually. So, so she wants to stay with Boo Boo. Yep. And then at the end, after she knows, like, he's had a terrible life. Yep. He's gone through residential schools. He's got no one. He he's talks about he doesn't fit in everywhere. And then they're driving off into the sunset, and they just hug him and say bye. Yeah, like she doesn't. Much. She doesn't say honestly, dude. I why don't you come live with us? Why the hell was Boo Boo even helping them out? To be honest, I mean, Boo Boo's just how a kind. Is he invested. He's that he's, good a guy. He's he's a good guy. They just wanted to show because there he, is good. He in literally North wants to stay away from everybody. He yes. wants to be on his own. And but he he connected to them on a deeper level. So it 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 made no sense that she didn't offer to take them take him with them. Like, that was kind of another reason why I didn't like the yeah, ending. Boo Boo would have said no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. But they should. she should have offered. Uh, I, I guess. I shouldn't say Boo Boo. Yeah. Even though that is his name. I guess the cops will just drive to her house and pick her up after the movie's over. Right. It was like, what? They already know who he is. He's a bad cop. And... They just drive away and they don't think they're, he's just going to follow them back to their place. I'm kind of, like the ending oh, was there's, just. There's some dumb stuff. Yeah. Like and I said, the ending was terrible. The start was terrible. There was some stuff in the middle I really liked. Yeah, I think it, it was a bit of a rage sandwich. It that really ended was. Up with it, with but, a, and that's with, why I gave it a meh because I like Manville enough that this gets a meh because she was great. She was. Uh, the line in this movie was yes. maybe the horse belongs to her. Yeah. That's, that's about it. That's, that's the best I got from the whole movie. Yeah, maybe this horse belongs to her. <laughs> it was a bit of a mess sandwich. Yeah, it was good. But it was a lot was, of rage on the bun. There was some there was some yeah, the bun was full of rage. <laughs> was it so much rage that it makes you say, no, no, I'm giving it, it a mess. It's a mess. It's just an overall mess. Nice. Ugh. Murray, let's dance. Okay, let's dance. Streaming, motherfucking streaming. We've been just streaming. And Bryce, we're doing what? Streaming. Murray, did you stream some stuff, or did you just watch football on the weekend? Football. All right. We watched Rebecca on Netflix. On Netflix with director Ben Wheatley, mm. writers Jane Goldman, screenplay by Joe Shrapnel, like the shrapnel that you get in your leg when you get hit by a yep. shotgun, maybe? I want to think it's not his actually given name. Yeah. Lily James and my boy, Army Hammer. I love this guy. Really? Yeah, love him. Uh, Christine Scott Thomas was also in it. That would be Kristen, Kristen Scott yeah. Thomas. Thomas. That's what I said. Kristen no. No, Scott Thomas. No, you said Christine. Thomas. Well, my accent. It's my Torontonian accent. Yeah, Kristen Scott Thomas. That's her. That's the one. She's it. She is it. So. She's all there is in this movie, what really. What to say, what to say. This was all in all a love story and what you are willing to do for love. Mm. Lots of good slow burn suspense through the entire film mm. as our young bride tries to find herself and gain her confidence. 
Lily James does a great job in this film going from naive young girl into strong and supporting wife that she becomes. I like the pace and the slow moving build with the creepy ratchet like head made played by our girl. Yes. Kristen Scott Thomas, so good. who is outstanding as a super bitch all the way through this drama, mystery, period, peace, love story. As it progresses, I really started to get into Lily's character. Hmm. Interesting, her only credit to her name is Mrs. DeWinter. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of interesting. As it progressed... We never there, heard her first name. Yeah. Uh, as it progressed... I really, like, I started to also show cracks to some of the story. Mm. I liked a lot of this film, even with some of the cracks. The the ploy between Army Hammer and Lily's arc I found a little weak. I know it was intended that way, but I didn't feel the truth behind what they were trying to portray. This was another film that had a lot of the film hinging on the ending. I liked the movie, but... The ending took the wind out of its sails. Wink. Gets uh ending kind of wrecked this film. Meh. Mm. I think it had. If the ending could have been better, it would have been a better movie. Mm. I, t- I take it you disagree. No, no, I don't. Well, no, I don't, I don't think the ending could have saved it, but. Okay, well, I might have made it better. The ending is the ending. It was actually shot a lot better by someone else, and it worked better when he did it. Um, well, there's a second. Oh, because of the original Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al- so Alfred obviously, Hitchcock's yeah, exactly. Well, so it's kind of kind of hard <laughs> well, to compete with him. It's but, a remake, right? Yeah, so. so Rebecca is a fairly uneven film that has uneven performances. It is a fairly bland retelling of the story that Alfred Hitchcock has already told by the film in 1940. If you're going to remake something Hitchcock has already made, bring something more than this to the table. Every scene seemed to go about halfway to what its destination should have been. Lily James as Mrs. DeWinter had a character arc that didn't seem consistent with the source material. Her character should have been more timid and a lot less confident. Army Hammer is convincing as a debonair gentleman in the first part of the film, but he's less convincing in the second half as he faces the memories of his wife's demise. I did, however, find Kristen Scott Thomas's performance spot on. Stellar. The moment she appears on the screen is a moment where I found myself saying, okay, now the movie actually begins. Now you've got wood. Yes. If not for her, this would have been a complete waste of time. Her performance alone makes this movie a meh. Wow. I love it when you do stupid stuff. <laughs> But I can't argue with it she was because awesome. I think she just added so much she to the film. She was so good. Even right down to the end when she burns the motherfucker right to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> that, was the, that was the best. And does it with that stern look on her face. You know, it's it's funny because uh, watching this movie, it wasn't until about uh, half an hour in, I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this movie before. Yeah. <laughs> and I completely oh. forgot about Rebecca from Witchcock. And then I was like, oh my God, what's happening here? Yes. Uh, well, it just goes back to the point of stop doing remakes. We could have just had a colorized version of Rebecca, <laughs> which would have sucked. Which would have sucked. I don't. Let's. This movie would have been better. It would have been better. By the way, this movie would have been better if they just did it in black and white. Or 
They colorized no, Hitchcock's. No, it still no, would have been better you than this never, one. No, okay, you don't here's your, here's your choice. Here's your choice. Yes. This movie, yes. the way it was, yes. or Hitchcock's colorized. What do you choose? I don't choose either. You got to choose one or the no. other. Choose one. You're choosing Hitchcock's colorized. That's exactly. So if they came out and said, exactly. That's dumb. That's, <laughs> I'm just saying. Stop making remakes. Just yes. stop doing it. Fair enough. But I like Army Hammer. I just love him. I don't yeah, know why. I, I think he's like a one-note actor that when he's being that suave, yeah, then I like he's that fine. About him. I'm kinda... And then when he when he has to have any range whatsoever, I just find it's like, why not cast someone else? I liked him in Free Fire. He was good in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Free Fire. Okay, anyways. There's a lot of dramatic acting in Free Fire. terrible in The Lone Ranger. Exactly. He was terrible. My point. (laughs) (laughs) What else did we see? We saw Nocturne on Prime. The story of Juliet, played by Sidney Sweeney, who is a gifted pianist that will find herself willing to do anything to be the best, even if that means giving in to evil. Evil. The build of Juliet's ambition is done well. As she transforms from timid talent to ferocious competitor, the fact that she blacks out when she's at her most brilliant shows us perhaps that she's not always in control of her faculties, which adds another layer to the story. The atmosphere of the film has a dark eeriness, eeriness about it, and adds to the overall suspense. I enjoyed the performances by all involved, especially Sydney Sweeney's. And it had one of my favorite monologues of the year when Juliet's instructor, Dr. Cast, responds to the notion that classical music is becoming obsolete. He said, Our music isn't easy. You start in preschool, you give your life or, to the work, and perhaps one day you'll be good enough to compete. When you go to see that concert, the big solo, the concerto, that's not just music you're watching, it's sacrifice. And yes, we live in a world where people would rather listen to a half-literate teen swear in time to a drum machine, but so long as there are people who appreciate that sacrifice, real music will live on, preserved by those that deserve it. This movie was Mondo. What? Ugh. Bring it on, Jim. Okay, Black Swan meets Basket Case, meets Satan, meets Twins, meets Carrie. This movie has a little bit of interesting and a bunch of what the fuck. Oh, The story no. was clear and linear, but the characters to me were not well developed. And what? you really did not know any of them. Any of them. Not even hers, the main character. I did not feel anything for any character. Be it mad, glad, sad. Any of the uh, Dr. Seuss rhymes with that. It was the characters were not well developed at all. What? No, they were terrible. Even the main character, Judy, following a script left by the previous girl who kills her, I did not feel anything for any of the relationships, especially with her sister. Like they didn't develop anything, they didn't build any tension between the sisters at all. What? No, not at all. Boyfriends, parents, teachers, anyone. I did not hate There's the whole of this d- movie, d- 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 but I did not like very much of it. D- d- I got tired of the story by the time it d- hit the end with a predictable ending. D- too, pre- too predictable. D- 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 gets a perhaps a teenage girl musical student d- d- film, d- d- but not for me. Not no. enough Satan gets a very low meh. No suspense, no real intrigue. Also, 
man hands, not girl hands. Hashtag body double. She didn't play one thing. Those were man hands playing the fucking piano the whole time. How did that not annoy you? First time they go up, Monique's like, hey, who's man? What man hands are playing the piano? And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, those are not delicate woman hands. Those are giant paw-like man hands playing the piano. Maybe it was the devil. Put it maybe that's okay, Murray, that makes complete sense now. That's it right. doesn't get a low mat, it gets just a little bit above low mat. Now that I know it was Satan actually playing the Satan. piano. How you could have given this a mondo I love this is movie. beyond anything. Oh wait. That's right. You're like a 13-year-old girl liking love stories and silly. This wasn't a love story. Yeah, it was a love <laughs> love not, love Satan. Story. Love Satan? I don't know. Like I can't I don't know how you thought any character was developed. How did they build the sisters? There was nothing between them. There was nothing. But what do you mean they completely built the sisters? No, they didn't. There was like a scene with their parents and then they're all of a sudden at school. One's got friends and the other one doesn't and it's just like Twin sisters don't normally operate like that. I've never seen a, a movie with twins. All that. No, they didn't. It didn't explain it very well. Whatever. It was awful. I loved it. Ish. It was awful. Ish. It was awful adjacent because it, it still got a meh. It was good. I liked it a You've lot. You've totally ruined the name of our podcast episode for today too, by the way, by Mondo. giving it a Mondo. <laughs> Mondo. <laughs> okay. Nocturne so, was Mondo. Well, we also saw. Blood Vessel on Shutter. First off, what was a woman doing on a boat in the Second World War? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think they were on any boats. Not American ones. I'm pretty sure they weren't. So, not that I'm sad, but I'm pretty sure that never happened. Mm, cool dead German body FX but bad acting bad dialogue bad concept aliens on a German ship like the plot including their own version of Newt quote unquote edit again (laughs) I like the actors (laughs) what's a child doing on a like how was that not suspicious on a German battleship like, yeah. oh, yeah, so we got a woman on the American battleship. It's like, yeah, we're just making stuff. That wasn't suspicious at all from anybody. Well, the performances were well, good. Well, then it finally got to the vampire and got a little more interesting. Oh, but the creature was me. a little funny, not scary. And the script and story kept getting a little more predictable and silly. Vampiro and his creepy girlfriend hand puppeting. Uh, their control going over people got pretty tiresome after a while. Didn't Mm. super hate it, but hated it just enough to make me baby rage, gets an alien meets Raiders of the Lost Ark, cool dead bodies, but predictable baby vampire rage. Favorite line, I've been through worse. That's about it. After watching this movie, I actually thought, I've been through worse. Is this your your review? That's That's my review. I've been through worse. worse. I've seen worse. That's that's your whole review. I I like the performances. I thought everybody was pretty good in it. Oh, it was tiresome. The movie looked good. The practical effects were good. The vampire designs, I thought, were pretty cool. The story was all right. It just sort of drowned in its unoriginality. It had some good scenes, and there was nothing that I didn't like. But there was also nothing that made me think, oh, that's why they made another vampire movie. 
Uh, still, sorry, a period piece boat movie. Yes, that was ter- the effects were terrible. They're okay. How about like, the CGI dead guy when he falls off the boat and goes through the propeller? I didn't even notice it. Yeah, that how was can, good. How can you notice everything about it. some things and nothing about other things? It's still, to, it, it can Murray, it was like this the- movie totally accomplished what it had intended. <laughs> we got some scares, we got some laughs, we got some gore. It was all right, it was meh. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Murray was a vampire movie, so it might have made it at least yeah, to a Yeah, not all of them are gold. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't, they're not. It wasn't a sexy vampire. Well, which, that, there you go. I, right, you I'm like out. the sexy vampires. I'm out now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Scary, creepy, weirdo vampires are not your thing, right? No. Yeah. It was a vampire movie, so it was better than I thought it was going to be because, you know, they tend to suck. Ouch. That's he's whining. He's the poking point. the bear. You're poking the, the, you're poking the bear. Sure thing, you, Mr. Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. You can't come back after that. Like that's like the biggest insult. Like how is that like, the biggest like, insult? Because like Rob Zombie's like terrible. One of the best directors of our time. Oh yeah, God, love that guy. Well, you know what? You know what's so great is that we've structured this. That we've end streaming with me on a rage. There it doesn't go. get any better for me. It does. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Keep talking. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. So my rage this week is probably dumb, but I'm giving it to you anyway. Go ahead. D-Box, AVX, IMAX. Ah, in the age of COVID. Who the fuck needs these things? I am... Especially right now. Especially right now. And okay, so do you know what I had to watch... In D-Box? I do. Take a guess. I don't have to. Did you also see it in D-Box? No, I didn't see it in D-Box. Ah! I saw it in AVX, though. Well, okay, so there you go. <laughs> Did you actually pay for a D-Box I had seat? to pay seventeen fifty. <laughs> but for a D-Box seat? Yes, I had. So this is a fucking drama, and I have to go to see D-Box where, to see where, Let Him Go. Where was the rumbling? It, I don't know. No, there's no rumbling. I've been seated well, in that's D-box Well, that's what a D-box is supposed to be. Yeah, for. they just charge you the AVX price, so, what, what, I don't know. Was it was seventeen fifty. It was way it's too freaking much. You couldn't sit anywhere else? That was it? It, it was... No, because it was it's the time... It's a signed seating. It's a signed seating and the timing of it when it is. It's like, you want to see this movie? Yep. This is what you got. You got D-box. And I'm like, okay, if you're not releasing movies to see in D-box or AVX or whatever some of those other Don't stupid acronyms. Don't charge $17.50 for it. Well... How about turn it off? Nobody freaking cares. Well, they don't have it I didn't it need on. the well, horse. Okay, so drop the price? They didn't actually have D-Box on. I don't. You know what? I don't even know anymore. No, I was they so don't. I was so angry by paying $17.50 to see Let Him Go. That I, and seeing it in the theater that I was like, okay, this is almost like feeling I'm in IMAX. Or you know those screens that used to, when you'd go to the old, um, what are they called? The old dome theaters where it's wraparound. I felt like. Do yeah. I really need to see this much Kevin Costner? And yeah. like, no, I didn't. So, Kate, I get it. We, Kate, CMC is charging us $5 to see Kajillionaire. Yes. And I had to spend $17.50. Now I get it. Am I happy that, I, that I'm supporting release, the cinemas? Right. Yes. Yeah. But now I know why. There's twice as many people at CMC. Yep. Because you're paying five bucks and everybody will go. Yep. Put out something for seventeen fifty and throw me in a cinema, 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 and I am not a happy boy. Well, the, pro- the problem is, is that they're not filling the theaters. 
like there's two or three people into these screenings. So what do they make they make up for by charging you the full rate for a movie? Maybe if they, the they, next if, they, if they want people to come see the movies, maybe knock five bucks off of it or put out better movies. Oh. So they you know, here's my that, here's my anticipation. Next week it'll be twenty dollars. Yeah, maybe. and it'll probably be twice as bad. Maybe. I don't know what that means. Well, actually, what are we seeing next week? We're seeing uh, Freaky and Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah. I don't think that'll be those it. Are, I can't wait to see those in D-Box. That's going to be awesome. There is an AVX theater there. D-Box, IMAX. Yeah. AVX yeah. all rolled into one. Ah, oh, right. sweet. What is that? IMAX... AVX, I hope they charge D-box. us 40 bucks a ticket. 40 bucks a ticket to see... Oh! We'll talk about this on the list next. Okay, I'm passing the baton because I'm tired. I want to support Cineplex and the movie theaters because I'm glad they're there. But give me just a regular cinema to see a drama. Mm. Go. And go. Well, Jim. Uh, You know what? My rage this week is just more wasted potential. The Kid Detective could have been a really good movie if only it would have had picks what type of movie it wanted to be. The first 10 minutes of me had had me convinced it could be really good. Then it lost its directions like so many before it. And the great concept turned into a pile of meh. And now, can let him go be so good in the... How can let him go be so good in the middle and so meh at the start and finish? It upsets me that the performance a performance like Leslie Manville's gets lost in such a meh movie. That's it. Well... That was short and sweet to the point. <laughs> was I guess so. <laughs> I don't know so, what to say to that. So you're basically saying we so need you're better movies at the actual filmmaker yeah, himself. I'm just saying, I don't understand how you can have a really good concept. Which both of them, well, let him go wasn't a good concept, but the other one was a good. I think it was a good concept. I think the kid detective could have been a really funny, enjoyable movie. Yes. And it wasn't. It I was concur. just okay. Yeah, it was like it was kind of like half-assed funny and half-assed it dramatic. Did no, yeah, and it turned into this, like the the kid detective character did not fit the the last half of the movie at all. Like yeah. it got soup. It got pretty darn serious, and it just eh, it it's a man. You know what? Am I glad that I saw it? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with seeing it. I just think it could have been so yeah. much better. It was a Canadian movie. Okay, I'd rather better. see this than another Avengers movie. Mm. Don't worry, that's not going to happen. Nothing's ever Avengers coming movie? out. Well, I don't know. Maybe Avengers movie would have came out. We would have not got to Black see Widow it. is supposed to come out. Black Eventually. Widow? Yeah. The, yeah. Well, they keep pushing they everything they keep back. Keep pushing everything back. But what uh, my point is like is a, that if you had to choose again, I'm making you choose. Like Alice Kid Cooper's Detective Black or Widow? no, not like Welcome to My Scarjo. Scarjo, baby. Oh. Right. It's in Russia. That, a, that would be pretty cool if they made a theatrical they, version of Black Widow by Alice Cooper. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Or School's Out Forever. Yeah. No, that that'd be a terrible. Poison. Movie. Poison. Your lips are venomous poison. All right. Your poison running through my Rage. veins. Subsiding. That's right. I'm cutting you off. I could have done the rest of the song. Yeah, but could you not? Uh, we yes. got think. We got joy to bring. All righty. Today, I'm going to discuss the phenomenon. Known as old man Liam Neeson action films. It oh is God! A, did you go and see uh, that it's terrible a real movie? Real thing. 
Uh, let's face it, the guy is 68 years old, still kicking ass in the movies. That's pretty special. In fact, he's been doing it since the 80s in Darkman. Wasn't, um, Darkman you said, isn't the Merman Minute supposed to bring joy? Is this not yeah. my minute? <laughs> Shut the hell up. It's bringing no joy today. Uh, he actually almost got the better of Batman in the Christopher Nolan movie. Let's not forget his Oscar-worthy role as Oscar Schindler. And, but it's Liam and his dick-kicking best that we love. Here's the highlights mm, and lowlights. No. Formula is pretty much the same. Doesn't mean it's not entertaining. No, Typically, not pretty much. Exactly the same. This is not my minute. <laughs> Shut your cake hole. <laughs> Typically, he spends a lot of time on the phone, but not always. <laughs> He's usually a former badass or some kind, but not always. <laughs> and someone important to him is either dead or in danger. But not always. (laughs) All right. Well, these two can propose themselves. I'll continue. First up Uh, is Taken 2. Oh, God. This is as bad as they get. Woo! The joy's coming back! Effort to make more money from his character from the first one. Uh, Basically, him and his wife get kidnapped and must be saved by their daughter. It involves a wildly ridiculous scene where she throws grenades all over Istanbul in an effort to locate Neeson. Genius. It's, 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 it's so bad, it's just too silly to offer any As he's of on the phone. Uh, definitive old man Neeson moment. She throws grenades while on the phone with Neeson, who triangulates his own location through the blast sounds. Wow. It hurts my brain just watching it. Mm. I take everything back. I'm I not done. <laughs> Okay, yes, Honest Thief, <sighs> which is currently in theaters, if there's any actually open near you. The story's basic, of course. He plays a former bank robber who tries to turn himself in, but two crooked FBI agents decide to take his money and try to kill him. He's on get, the phone a and, lot, too. And they get his girlfriend involved. Bad move. <laughs> this is the only film this list I actually hadn't seen, so I risked everything. To go see it yesterday. Whoa! Through a blinding snowstorm, icy <laughs> roads, and COVID. Was it worth it? I actually enjoyed it. Oh. Was it predictable? Yes. Was it full of plot holes? Hell yeah. Yeah. Was it entertaining? Absolutely. Was he on the phone a lot? Yes. <laughs> Definitive old man Neeson moment. While he does have some threatening phone, so, uh, cell phone conversations, it works best when keeping things simple, such as when Neeson plainly tells a bad guy, Agent Nivens, I'm coming for you. Wait, wait, is it a Mondo so I can record it on our website? <laughs> it's not good enough to be a Mondo. <laughs> okay, good. It's just an upper man. <laughs> I did man. like it, though. I liked it better than that crappy thing you made me see last two weeks, two weeks ago. That was Mondo. No, that was not. Whatever. The, I don't even know what the hell it was. I forgot. It was so bad. <laughs> Next up is Unknown. Basically, a man wakes from a coma when we discover someone has oh, taken yeah. his identity and no one, not even his wife, believes him. Why have I seen all these? With the help of a young woman, he sets out to prove who he is. There are plenty of great action scenes and actually features a decent cast. Frank Langella, Diane Kruger, Aiden Quinn, and the stoic as always, January Jones. And it takes place in Germany. So there's the scenery. Uh, definitive old man Neeson moment. Neeson tells the guy, I didn't forget everything before beating him to a pulp then we got taken three it's actually better than the second one that's an improvement what no one gets taken in this one though instead he's accused of killing his ex-wife who was maybe kind of sort of gonna finally get back together with him 
Uh, Forrest Whitaker gives the film a minor pulse, but mostly a bland conclusion to the saga. The definitive old man Neeson moment. Our hero actually waterboards a guy <laughs> successfully. <in my> <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Then we got <laughs> The Commuter. Commuter has all the ingredients for great old man Neeson action. He's Seriously, why have I seen all these? Ex-cop who rides a train to work every day and gets embroiled in a close quarter conspiracy that makes very little sense. But the commuter is hard to dislike. You won't remember much of it, but you'll enjoy it. And it's got <laughs> Sam Neill in it. Don't remember it? Still enjoyed it. Oh, man. Definitive old man Neeson moment. Instead of winning a fight against villain Patrick Wilson, he removes his mumbo-jumbo thermal tracking device unless a police sniper has just killed a guy. Uh, but, hey, taking the train every day is pretty old man Neeson as well. You're killing me, Murray. I know I am. <laughs> I'd sit through your crap. You'd sit through mine. It's true. Next up, we have Run All Night. Neeson plays mob hitman Jimmy Conlon, who has one night to figure out where his loyalties are. His estranged son, Mike, whose life is in danger, or his mob boss, Sean McGuire, who wants Mike to pay for the death of his son. As Neeson going up against the always entertaining Ed Harris. Mm. Ed Harris is awesome. Usually Neeson does his threatening over the phone, but this this time he did his threatening <laughs> face-to-face with Harris. It's just stupendous in terms of excitement and tough guy drama. All right, I got the last one for you. Thank God. It's, it's, of course, Taken. The original? This is where it all began. He's surprisingly effective as a person a with very particular set of skills. In case you haven't seen it, why the hell not? The plot is basic. <laughs> Retired CIA agent travels across Europe and relies on his old skills to save his estranged daughter who has been kidnapped. Well, you say basic a lot with these movies. <laughs> Hey, he's not going to see it for the plot. I did not say they were going to be intellectual, did he, I? He said he's going to see it for the old man kicking ass That's mo- right. moments. It's a thing. Murray Deal loves his old man kicking ass right. stuff. And and the definitive old man Neeson moment, which I am going to share with you. Yes. That phone call, of course. Of course. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. What I do have is a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. If you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Sweet. I got chills right there. Yeah, I got my hair standing anyway, up on the back of Anyway, you're some mindless revenge killing action. You can't too, do much better years than old. Liam Neeson. Okay, so Murray, that was literally Deal one of your it. best lists ever, right by the way. And I want to just point out the reason you've seen these movies is because you don't think that Liam Neeson is doubted. I think that I just and I'm so hoping, I am. Yeah. You have no, like you have nothing you can say. I am not seeing any more Liam Neeson movies. I've already decided that. Every now and then, it's a good one. No, there's not. There's well, not any there's, good there's romances. Good there's not any good old man movies apparently, where he's on the phone. Apparently. There is no more Liam Neeson in my mind. Apparently. Well, then I know what to put in my dare bag. Yes, you can put every... Apparently. <laughs> yes. Apparently. Yes. He's got one good movie in every eight. No, it... No, it was a man. And he had another man. But it wasn't back to back, and it's your fault. He's doubt. He's not doubted. Did he not actually, have any? Does he got no mondos in the last? Actually, eight? what would happen if Murray get? Because it sounds like Murray, you basically just gave every one of his movies a meh. 
There was no, no Mondos in it, was there? I didn't say that. There's no, no, no. Ra- there's no Rages either. No, no, he has no, no Rages. There was no Rages. The, so the, there, the second you can't take be on the doubted great. without Rages. It's opposite. You, you still don't understand how the No, I get works. it. That's why I'm asking if Murray, if there's a Mondo on his list. Uh, the list I just said? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So he's at least, already, at he's least, already not ever going at, on the doubt. At, at, at least the top three are all Mondos. There you me. go. So it's it's really at a moot point. Exactly. Mm. <sighs> What's that? Have you got something? Well, no. I, I kind of alluded to it before. I think you did. We need you to revisit. I think we need to revisit something. Okay. Well, let's revisit. What is it? Who are we revisiting? There's Richard a, Jenkins? Honestly, yeah. There's, there's, there's two that I have to see, but... Okay, so did you pull the, did you pull out the list of what? We did. Okay, well, so let's talk about. Okay, so this is like a wow. This is like once every nine months, Bryce pulls something out of his ass. Okay, because I, I think Mr. I think Mr. Richard Jenkins needs to be moved from the mesmerized to the undoubted. Okay, so let's. However, just see. I I also need to see two movies. In order okay, for that well, to, let me see. Maybe happen. I've seen them. I'm just pulling them up right now, just to make sure we're on the same page. So starting eight back. Yep. We have Spotlight from 2015. Which, which is a Mondo. Which is a Mondo. Then we have Bone Tomahawk from which is 2015. A Mondo. I have not seen it. It is... A, it, okay, let me tell you right now. You will love it. It is a Mondo. Okay. The Haulers from 2016. Yep. Which was meh. Yep, it was. And this is the one that could kill it because I haven't seen it. LBJ. It was a Mondo for me. There we go. So... Right now, he's still looking good. Okay. Kong Skull Island was Mondo. Uh, it was in there? Yeah, it was Mondo. Shape of Water it's was Mondo. Mondo. Yep. Kajillionaire was, was Mondo. Mondo. Uh, wait, it stops right there. Why? He just gave it a rage. What did I give a rage? He gave Kajillionaire a rage. Absolutely. I, well, I gave it a mild rage, but yeah. It's I still it a rage. rage. I saw I it. I forgot that I don't understand how that could get a raise. <laughs> well, it did for him. And, so. the, and the last shift was meh. Yeah, the last shift was meh. Right, I, well. gave, I gave that a Mondo. So you just tanked Richard Jenkins. You All gave right. last shift a Mondo. I did. But it doesn't cancel out his rage, so. Good so. thing he's on our mesmerized list. Yeah. But, you know, he's still young. He's only, he was born in 1947, so he's that's still what. still young. Still got a few good years in him. 70-something. 74. Three. three or four, yeah. Seventy three, right? yeah. He's God, he's got old. plenty of time, and he's putting out a movie every five minutes now. So, which they're either Mondo or Mass. So there's a good chance. Yeah, well, that's disappointing. Okay, here's the here's the wah, other here's wah, the other opportunity. Wah. Murray may go on holidays. <laughs> yeah, if you want him on the, uh, on the Undoubted, don't don't make him go see one of his movies. That's dumb, dumb. Why did you do that? <laughs> I didn't do that. Oh, dear. Oh, I said this is out. We got to watch it. Okay. I'm going to give us a doubted then. Go for it. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be unanimous. Are you? You've got a choice between man or woman. Woman. All right. I like where you're thinking with this, Mur. I am putting forward Denise Richards. Dum, dum, dum. Let's hear it. I don't hate on Denise Richards. Now, I haven't nothing seen... Nothing to do with that. Let's I haven't the seen... Now, I don't know if we made a rule about how low the IMD meter goes, because I have not seen a lot of her movies. But what I can tell you is the prayer box on IMDb was under five. I have not seen it. I haven't seen it. 2018 was first born. It got a 3.4. I haven't seen it. 2019 was Adventures of 
daily and spanky. I have and not it's a seen rage. It. It sounds excellent. It's a rage. Okay. 2019, which might make it to our Christmas special, My Adventures with Santa. <laughs> it may be our rage movie for <laughs> There's no way that got released in a theater, but go ahead. I don't know. Has any of her movies? Well, that's the uh, whole thing. Reality could... Queen was 3.2 on IMDb. No way it got released in a theater. 2020 was... Your list is bogus. She has... Wait. She has one, two, three, four movies Yeah. Uh, that were all released in 2020. Yeah. None of them are Reality in Queen. Yeah. Alpha Code. Yeah. Money, Plane, and Switched. I can't put her. I can't. I've, I've literally not seen, seen any one of, of those them, movies. So how could I can't? Well, she can't be doubted. Okay, so and we I'm have not, to. I'm sorry, I'm not watching. We have to. No, we, we don't. have to see some. No, we I can't don't. just. We can't just take. We've got to do our research. Wow, the timing of that music was perfect. <laughs> Bam! Was like finished with a rocket ship. Were yeah. you finished with it? No, it's not finished with it. We have to make a decision. We'll take it offline. But we at least have to see a couple movies by Denise Richards. And I, if they're going to be rages, they're going to be rages. But they're, they're just, none of them are on. None of them went into the theater. We have to. We have to go revisit the list and make it proper. That's true. We might have to go back further in time. Yeah. But she's made eight movies since 2018, yeah, which are all <laughs> probably awful. Uh, they probably are. We did also make the rule that we don't have to see them all. We did. We just have to see. I've we, literally seen zero of okay, them. Okay, so we have to go back and decide on which ones we see. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait. All right. Then. All right. Oh, on Denise Richards. What does the world come to? Last time on Rage or Dare, Jim took a chance on Bryce's bag of pleasure. I mean the dare bag that seems to be a bag of torture for Jim. It's not reminded of Nine Lives because you know how he gets about that. Mm-hmm. Where he chose a 2008 baseball playing vampire teenage love story of Twilight. Oh. This week the boys will have to either choose either torture for Jim or pleasure for Bryce. As I think they have come back to the warm and comfort of my bag of terror. <laughs> <laughs> Check in with Jim and see if he likes if he like Bryce like shiny baseball vampires as sits on my side of the fence with traditional vampire lore. Well, I first like off, shiny vampires. Good thing you mentioned the lore there, Mark. Aren't they sparkly? First off, vampire lore created in this book and movie were dumb. Only created as another way to cause more romance for a love story. Yeah. Acting and dialogue was all predictably rushed and annoying. Yeah. First off, how did they not notice in the makeup department, which I couldn't get past from the first time, that you need to color the whole upper body when you're going to do a paint job on somebody's face? No, you don't. You cannot just put them in white face. Yeah, you can. And, they did. And they, yeah, they did. It was, I'm like, how much money did this movie make and how much did it cost them to make it? Because and it makes sense because the blood's not pumping as much, right? It's just kind of settling. So they got a little no, more color below the neck. No, it, it was the worst makeup ever created nah, in any nah, movie. You're just not thinking about it deeply mm, enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this movie was so deep. Ugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> was elaborate? predictable and annoying. 
Um, it's a love story. I know. And not really a good one. No. That's good. Fuck. <laughs> it's corny and stupid. The vampires playing eh. baseball in thunderstorms. Yeah. And then well, the bad guys to. show up. And then it got even stupider. Yeah. The bad guy thought uh, it's smart already trespassing on the Cullen land to make a point that he needs to eat Kristen Stewart. And then there are six to three vampires, and it's just dumb. He's mm. like, okay, yeah, and I've got a point. I now have to kill her because I want to. I can't believe this is where Robert Pattinson came from, and Kristen Stewart is so annoying in this series. Really? Uh, yeah, ugh. This movie was terrible. It was boring with crappy effects, crappy makeup, crappy acting, crappy script, Pretty much everything about this made me rage. Oh, yeah. This was a rage. It had a campiness From what about it. I have read, the First Nations community did not hate the portrayal of the Aboriginal people in this. But do you think they could have maybe actually picked, and this is one of my rages of all times. Yes. If you're making a fucking you. Aboriginal yes. film, put, put fucking Aborigine. Aboriginal. Yeah. I mean, we could, we've seen how many movies in the last... Four months that have had fantastic Aboriginal actors in it. Yep. And this, another Hollywoodized crap fest of shit show, had to put together this piece of giant turd. Of all the Aboriginal characters portrayed in this movie, which they may have done a good job of portraying them, there was only two of Aboriginal descent. And the rest were mixed mash of non. <laughs> I think you're missing the point of this movie. That alone... Makes me rage. Uh, I hated everything about this movie. And you what? know what? I was on such a rage fest. You know what I actually did? See them all? I watched them all. You did and not the progression watch them all. I did. Oh, the progression of rage got worse and worse. I actually had to go to the hospital uh, the night of because my blood pressure was so high. Yeah. I passed out and my wife had to resuscitate me. Good thing she knows CPR. Yeah. And I thought my heart was going to explode. My rage was so great. The, every single one of these movies got worse than the one before it. Wow. And I cannot believe this movie exists. You should have invited in me series. over. I would have watched them with you. <sighs> it was he, terrible. He, he could have driven you to the hospital. It's, it's, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> it was fucking awful. It's, it's a story of abstinence to the most extreme, as Edward knows that if he gives in to his urges, it'll literally kill Bella. And, and yet all, it didn't when she and did. It's, and it's also a love story where Bella is actually willing to die for the love of Edward. So no, basically, she's going to die for a baby. This is deep stuff. He's basically a vampire doesn't want to be a vampire. Doesn't know how to be a vampire. Mary, stop talking about this movie. It's horrible. It's I almost, I no I almost was hospitalized. It. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's not that bad. This was the most rage-filled weekend. This takes the fourplex of this fucking movie. I think you're, fo turned you're into, focusing it on the wrong Turned things. into the comprised version of Nine Lives in vampire form. Now, <laughs> let's pull from Murray's bag of rage. You sure you don't want to talk about Twilight more? No, I don't. You really don't. Remember, I almost died. I think, I think it was like, I think it was a, like 190 that, over 140. That is a fabrication. All right. We are seeing... Oh, good. You and me... Something funny. Probably something you like. I have no... I, I, I think that I have not seen... I think it's Eddie Murphy? What's it called? It's called Norbit. That's absolutely <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> You're going to love This is literally it. the worst... 
Yeah. I thought Pluto Nash was bad. No, no, no. I liked this, Pluto this Nash. Well, then you're going to be in for a big surprise. Right. And this is coming from a guy who absolutely loves Eddie Murphy. This is a horrible movie. Because Pluto, Pluto Nash was actually. No, so I'm looking forward to it. It wasn't. This. Pluto Nash was good. No. What are you talking about? I like Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash gets a bum rap, man. Well, Pluto Nash okay. and Cabin Boy both get a bum rap. Too. You've got terrible taste in comedies. That's yes, all I'm going to say. I agree. I like the ones that are funny. Yeah, those yeah, are none well. of those. Well, thanks again, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the Extended Film Rage crew, Leonard Conlon, for his artistic vision of photography. Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on all the podcast streaming sites. I'm not going to list them all. Find us on Film Rage at YYC at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook on our website at filmrageyyc.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please go on social media, Apple Podcasts, our website, and Podchaser, and give us feedback. Or give us more dares of films for us to see. No matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on. Rage on.